Well, I got a little bit of music to get us in that seasonal mood. The season of Advent is right upon us starting up tomorrow. I'm Timothy Putnam, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week, we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together, you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. You know, I I have this rule. (laughs) And I very often break. No Christmas music during the season of Advent. You have to do Advent music during the season of Advent. But here's the thing about Advent. Advent is the season of the already and the not yet. Already because we live on this side of Christmas. We live on this side of Easter. We have already experienced the redemption of God. Through baptism, we've been reconciled to God. We are in relationship with God Uh, And we've been restored to that, right? So we already experience the grace of God. We already, even now, experience resurrected life. Resurrection is not pie in the sky somewhere off later. It is that life which we are allowed to live now through the, the sacraments, right? We are sharers, says the Scripture. We are sharers in the divine life. That is the resurrected life. And so, yes, we we are on this side of Christmas. Advent recognizes that for us, even as we are preparing for the coming of Christ. Because here's a little secret. Maybe you didn't know this. Uh, When we come to Advent, probably you did know this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. When we come to Advent, it's not just that time that we open up the little pockets on the chocolate calendar and get to eat chocolate for 30 days as we <laughs> approach uh, as we approach Christmas. No, uh, Advent is not that time that we make sure that we've got all of our gifts purchased for Christmas. No, Advent is the time that we prepare for the coming of Christ. You're like, well, we're already we're preparing for Christmas. That's what. We're, no, 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 no. It's not preparing for Christmas. Because Christmas was the incarnation. Christmas was that point at which God uh, invaded humanity by becoming one of us, by reconciling us to himself through his death on the cross. Yes, uh, Christmas is when Christ came and became man. He became one of us. Yes. So that was the coming of Christ. But when we talk about Advent preparing for the coming of Christ, we, we're talking, in fact, there's this great uh, homily early on in the breviary uh, during the season of Advent from St. Bernard of Clairvaux that talks about the, the many comings of Christ. That Christ, yes, Christ came at Christmas. And yes, Christ is coming at the end of the age, right? Christ is going to come back. He's going to uh, come and restore and, and bring to a fullness his kingdom on earth. But yet, there's a third coming of Christ, and that is where Christ comes to us in the middle of our day, every day, Right, that just like we are sharing in that divine life right now, just like we are uh, living that resurrected life, we also are living Christ's return every day when we interact with uh, the world around us and we recognize Christ in it. That we recognize that that uh, Christ is wanting us. You know, we say that prayer: "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Uh, that that gives us some obligation. We are to cause 
the kingdom of God to come here on earth, and not in some political manifestation. Uh, that was the the problem in the with the first uh, advent of Christ when Christ came. Uh, in the first century, put on human flesh, the people around him wanted him to come in a political manifestation. They wanted him to cast off the oppressive rule of the Romans and uh, and then set all right with the world. And, uh, you know, this is a great message for us right now because depending on what political party you are, I've, I've seen a lot of people, really Facebook's kind of blown up and, and I'm, I think everyone's just about done with it except for the people who are still upset and still posting. Um, so I've seen a lot less of other posts, but good gracious, uh, you've got people who want Christ to come right now and throw off the oppressive rule of the Republicans or to throw off where they're so happy that Christ has come to throw off the oppressive rule of the Democrats. And this is not how Christ operates. Uh, just look back to the first century. He did not throw off the oppressive rule of the Romans. Uh, those things that are oppressive in our government are not going to be overthrown by Christ in some miraculous way. Uh, he's going to overthrow those things by you and I saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my life as it is in heaven. And then we get involved in kingdom business. This is how the kingdom of God comes, not with swords and torches, but with flaming hearts and uh, a, a sharpened spirit, right? This is the way. We do it by, by bringing Christ's kingdom here, by the corporal acts of mercy, by the spiritual acts of mercy. Here, we've just now ended the year of mercy, and yet that year was not, <laughs> mercy's not over. That year was supposed to train us, uh, and what a good year it was to train us, right, with all the things going on in the world. But that year was to train us to go forward uh, as Christ's ambassadors, working for the, the best interests of his kingdom uh, to go out to, to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God day after day after day as Christ comes to us. Yes, we are starting Advent a day early here at Outside the Walls. That's because I love Advent. And if I didn't do it this week, I would have one fewer weeks to talk about it on this show. And that just will not do. <laughs> that will not do. So uh, here we are. We're talking about the first Sunday of Advent, which starts tomorrow. Uh, we're almost—it's all, it's almost the vigil. Sun's okay. It's nowhere near the sun being down, but uh, but that—that's neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, we are talking about the coming of Christ, and uh, we're going to be talking here in in a moment uh, in our second and third segments. We're going to talk with John Paul and Annie Deddens. They've got this great online Advent retreat. Uh, you don't have a lot of time. I know that. Uh, you, you don't have the time to take three or four days off and go on a retreat. Uh, well, they have created something. I'm going to participate in it. My wife's going to participate in it. Uh, they've created something that's going to help you, help me, uh, understand what Advent is really about and to prepare for it, to prepare for the coming of Christ. What does preparing for the coming of Christ look like? I think that it means just like the, the innkeeper had to find space for Christ. And he didn't find very good space for Christ. He's like a lot of us, I think. Uh, he found space for Christ in the stable. But it was space. It was space, and it was shelter, and it was 
uh, a place for that that new infant life to be sheltered and protected. Now, you and I, uh, we get we get busy. We do. We have other things crowding in uh, into the the prime spaces of our life, into the in, as it were, and uh, and we're doing good. I think sometimes to make room in our stable. Here's here's a little bit of leftover space. I've got Jesus, um, and so there is now this infant glow of the the life of God living in me. Right? We talked about. Uh, we are experiencing the divine life now. Well, maybe that divine life that I'm experiencing is just in its infancy. It, you know, it's not nurtured very well yet. It's not very strong yet, but I've made a place. I've made a place. Maybe that making a place is going to um, go into mass. You know, maybe maybe making it more than Christmas and Easter. Coming to mass uh, maybe once a month, twice a month. Hey, maybe even coming into the full understanding of what it means for Mass to be uh, Sunday, to be a, a holy day of obligation, not in a uh, you're obligated kind of way with a whip and chain, but the obligation that we have to feed ourselves, to, to take care of our families, to, you know, th- these joyful obligations. Maybe that is making a small space in the back corner of the stable for Christ this Advent. Uh, go into Mass every week during Advent. Do that with me, why don't you? Maybe um, maybe it's trying out a daily Mass sometime in the middle of the week. Not because you need the homily, but because there's something about Christ coming to us day after day in the sacraments uh, that helps us recognize when Christ comes to us day after day in our circumstances. Uh, this is not to brag in any means because I, I don't do this often enough, but we were... Uh, over Thanksgiving, we were with some family up in Columbus, and it was cold. It was, it was cold, uh, and so we were driving back through Cincinnati, and uh, gas was too expensive there. But I did not want to stop more than one time, and my kid had to go to the bathroom bad, uh, and so we did. We we stopped at this gas station just right over the river uh, in the, on the Kentucky side, just past Cincinnati, and. Um, I got out and I'm shuffling my. Uh, I've started the gas. The rest of the family's locked in the car because it's it's urban. It's downtown urban, and there is uh, a homeless man wrapped up in coats uh, by the the door. And my first thought uh, was to protect my child and kind of shuffle him past. But uh, but I recognized the coming of Christ, and I asked him if he needed a coffee, and I I bought him a a, a sandwich and a banana. And, and he, he kept trying to get the, the smallest thing he could get. And I, I, wanted, I realized that he was going to be cold. It was cold out there. And Christ comes to us disguised as the most vulnerable among us. And do we recognize him? Do we recognize when Christ comes to us asking us to develop our spiritual lives? Do we make room for Christ in the prime spaces of our heart, not just in the stable? Do we recognize, are we prepared for the coming of Christ? We're going to talk about one such way you can prepare just after this break when we talk with uh, John Paul and Annie Deddens and their online retreat. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around and a happy Advent to you almost, almost. If you've been here for any length of time, you remember that Advent is my favorite time of the year, not Christmas, uh, not even really Easter. I, although I love Easter, uh, Advent is my favorite, that, that expectancy of, of waiting for Christ to come. Yes, we, we live between the already and the not yet. Yes, Christ has come. He's redeemed us. He's given us his graces. And yet we look around the world and we can tell something is not right with the world. Uh, we, we pray every, every day. We pray specifically in the masses. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we're praying for his kingdom to come, not only in our, in our world but in our lives, we recognize that to some extent there is a lack of that kingdom, and we're looking for, we're longing for uh, the consummation of the age. Uh, so even as we recognize at Christmas that Christ has already come, in Advent we remember that we're still waiting for something further. So here we are. We're in the middle of my favorite season, the season of Advent. And today on the show, we're talking with John Paul and Annie Deddens. Uh, and they are uh, putting something on just for you this Advent. So uh, we're going to talk about that. John Paul, Annie, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having us. We're so glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. So you are using the uh, the glories of technology, which is something that uh, that we at Breadbox Media do. It's also something that we've done throughout Christendom, right? I mean, very early on, we had the apostles writing letters to places that they couldn't physically be. So now you are offering retreats for folks who may not be able to get away from their busy lives or even from their families. If they can get away for just a few minutes, you have an Advent retreat for them. Let's talk about that. What, what, what is this new retreat that you're doing? Sure. It's called the Pray More Advent Retreat. And this is something that you can do at home kind of any time that you have the time to um, dedicate to it. It's self-paced, and basically what we have are six speakers and 20 different talks. And each of those talks, they'll range from like 10 minutes to 20 minutes long. It's kind of like a homily. Many of them are inspired by scripture passages. They focus on the season of Advent, the season of Christmas. We hear some tips about how to live our lives from some of the most popular saints like St. John Paul II and St. Therese. And each of these talks, they come with um, study guides. So you can do these things on your own, or you can do them with your family. I know some people are also taking them and working them into like a study that they do with other women or men or people in their community, which is really kind of exciting to hear about. And it's just basically something that you can have access to throughout the whole season of Advent. You can sign up for it, and you can also have these videos after Advent. So even though Advent is the season that ends at Christmas, you know, our whole lives are kind of like an Advent that we're always preparing for Jesus to come. And we're always supposed to be ready for that day that he's coming again. And he comes in our lives every day. So this is definitely something that's relevant for, I mean, any time throughout the year, basically. Now, you mentioned that you've got several speakers. Who, who is involved in this alongside you? Sure. We invited uh, Dr. Scott Powell. He is down in Colorado. He's a teacher and director at the Aquinas Institute for Catholic Thought. We also have Elizabeth Ficocelli. She's um, an award-winning author and speaker. 
We also invited some people who are maybe not so well known in the Catholic speaking world, um, including Constance Hull. She's a writer and um, someone very close to us, actually, Father Anthony Coe. He's the priest who celebrated our nuptial mass. Okay. And he is a wonderful speaker. We love to hear from him. And he was a part of a retreat we've done in the past. And we just heard so many great things about people who also heard from him. So we invited him back. We also have Sarah Reinhardt. She's a Catholic wife, Catholic mom, writer, speaker. And um, another writer, Stephen Beale, is someone else we invited to be a part of this. So you've taken this model of the traditional spiritual retreat, uh, and you have, you've made it more accessible. Uh, of course, anytime you do that, there's a trade-off, you know, you, you, we, we, uh, we don't get the actual retreat away from the world. You have to kind of lock yourself in your bathroom if you've got lots of kids like me to pull this thing (laughs) off. And yet you are providing something that a lot of times we think, oh gosh, I don't have the time to do this because I, I can't go away on a retreat. Uh, and so now you've made this self-paced thing. You've you've uh, you've put it available. Now, one of the things I know is when you go on retreat, uh, there is some some financial obligation that goes along with that. Uh, and you've even made that a little bit um, accessible as well. Talk about how this works. Sure. So uh, the way we set it up is that um, if if you'd like to join us in the retreat. Um, we're making it, you know, you can basically choose the price that you want to pay. So a traditional retreat, you'll probably have to spend money on maybe gas and airfare, uh, maybe a hotel, uh, and then the, the fee for the retreat, which, uh, it's possibly a little higher because, you know, they need a location to, to hold it and all that. Um, but we decided to make it a Choose your own price, and and you can even choose a price of zero dollars. Now, go ahead. uh, And of course, I I would encourage that there are people out there who are going to need to to pay zero dollars because they just don't have the financial resources. But if you have the resources, uh, you've got a number of people who have. Uh, invested time and energy into this. And so uh, this is the kind of thing of you will get out of it what you invest in it, whether that's the widow's might, right, where you've got a, a couple of pennies that you can afford to put in, or whether you have the ability to to provide more resources. Yeah. And one of the one of the reasons we're doing it this way is we really want this to be a blessing for people and, and not a burden in any way. We know that there are a lot of people who, um, you know, with this being on the internet and and um, our our main ministry is called Pray More Novenas and it's a it's a worldwide thing. So we have people from Africa, we have people from Papua New Guinea, we have people all over the world who, um, even if they have the money, the banking system may not even allow them to send it to us. Uh-huh. Um, and there are people who are in debt or struggling financially, and so. Like I said, we want it to be a blessing and not a burden. So if you're out there thinking, oh, I'd like to sign up, but, uh, you know, I feel guilty for not paying or I can't pay very much, that's totally okay. We we want it to be there for you to help you uh, to pray more this Advent and to um, have a more fulfilling Advent that brings you closer to Christ. 
We're talking with John Paul and Annie Deddens. They are of uh, the Pray More Novenas.com. They're also putting on this Pray More Retreat.com uh, starting on Monday, just right around the corner. So you still have time. Of course, you have time all throughout the season of Advent to sign up, but why not sign up right at the beginning and get your Advent started off right? So you've got this this um, this ministry, this apostolate of Pray More Novenas, that you're seeking to get people more invested in in prayer and, and providing them a framework to do that. Uh, what, what brought you to this retreat idea, which is a wonderful idea, but it's a little bit different than your, your normal uh, direction. So what, what need did you see? Uh, was it something personal that you yourself wanted it? And hey, why not offer it to everyone else? Uh, what brought this up? Well, a few years ago, we've been running Pray More Novenas now for six years. And a few years into it, we started asking people, what is it that you're missing from your life? And what is it that you would like more of? And um, one of the things that kind of came to the forefront of that list were uh, retreats. And at the time, Primar Novenas wasn't too large. We could probably have done an in-person retreat. But over the years, it's just grown so much. And like John Paul said, um, nearly half of the people praying with us live outside of the United States. And so the Primar Advent Retreat online, having online retreats that people can access anytime um, from where they are, basically at home, that kind of just seemed to be where the Holy Spirit was calling us to go next. And I sort of have a heart for the homebound. We have a lot of people praying with us who cannot go to daily mass, um, a lot of people who do not get to hear from their parish priest very often, and many people who actually don't live anywhere near a place where they can go to mass. We're very fortunate where we are that we can do these things and attend a retreat, but many people aren't. And so when we were discerning the next direction to go, an online retreat seemed to be the natural next step. And my favorite part about doing it is reaching these people who otherwise may never have been able to go to a retreat. And that's what we enjoy the most about this kind of thing. So you, you've now, you said you're around the world. Uh, how many users do you have currently on your PrayMoreNovenas.com? Uh, we're at about 317,000 or so. Okay. Um, and with, with, uh, just a little background on what that is, is, um, if you go to PrayMoreNovenas.com, you'll see a big orange button that says, join us in prayer. If you click that and enter your email address, what we do with Pray More Novenas is that we send out, uh, prayer reminders for each day of the novena. So um, we just finished the Christ the King novena, uh -huh. and each day of that novena, we were sending uh, the prayers out on the right day, and then it, you know, it leads up to the, the feast day, and um, it's a really powerful thing to pray together with so many people throughout the world. We're going to talk about that more right after this break. Uh, we're talking with John Paul and Annie Deddens of PrayMoreRetreats.com. This great new retreat for you this Advent. Why don't you join me over on social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, the handle is at outside the walls. And talk to me about the things that help you prepare for Christmas during the season of Advent. We'll be right back. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. I'm so glad you're here today. Here on the eve of the first Sunday of Advent, where we we wait for, we celebrate, we long for the coming of Christ. Yes, we both celebrate and long for. It's that theological principle that we understand that the already and the not yet. Christ has already come. He's already redeemed us. He's already given, given us his grace and made us sharers in the divine life. And yet, and yet, we, we still wait. We still wait for the redemption of the whole world. Uh, we still, every Mass, we say the mystery of faith, whatever that happens, one of those three formulas that we use, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free, right? So we're, we're longing for that, that end time, that fullness of redemption. And we're talking today uh, with, with John Paul and Annie Deddens, who are from PrayMoreNovenas.com, and they've created this wonderful retreat we talked about in the last break. Uh, called PrayMoreRetreat.com, which is a either free or cost-effective, pay what you can, pay what you will, uh, retreat with uh, multiple days, self-paced, six wonderful speakers. You can find out more information about that and register for that over at uh, PrayMoreRetreat.com. Uh, and so uh, during the break, I asked that fateful question, because in the, if the last segment we heard that they've been doing this Pray More Novenas for about six years, and I said, so, uh, so John Paul, how long have you all been married? Well, we've been married for four years. And I knew at that point that I had a story. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing this for six years, but you've been married for four years, and, and so how did you said that that Annie is the one who gave you this idea in the first place? Talk about let's let's just go back to the beginning. How did you meet? Oh well, so <laughs> this is a good story as well. We um, so we both went to the University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana, and I'm a few years older than Annie, so I had uh, graduated already, but um, at the time I had started a a pro-life organization called Students for Life of Illinois, which continues on today. It's the largest statewide student pro-life organization in the country. And um, uh, at the time, I was the executive director of that. And Annie was uh, a journalism student. And so she was doing a story on the 40 Days for Life for a local radio station. And uh, basically, I was kind of the go-to pro-life guy. I was in charge of the 40 days for life there. And so she, uh, set up an interview for us and through the interview, um, basically I, uh, you know, here I am being I interviewed by yeah. this beautiful woman, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, so after it's hard to concentrate, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you say that and that's, that's funny because, um, I, I knew of her from the newspaper. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that she was doing a story for the radio. Okay. And so I was thinking she had a recorder, but I was thinking that's, you know, like her backup notes or something. <laughs> so you're taking your time on these answers and she's thinking, I, yep. this is awful radio. Exactly. I was not <laughs> speaking in sound bites at all. Um, very conversational. And so, uh, she told me afterwards that she had to do some heavy editing uh, to make it sound better. <laughs> but, uh, at the end of the interview, uh, I kind of turned it around on her and started asking her about herself 
and asking her questions, which uh, I think was kind of new as a journalist. They right. do all that questions, asking of the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's how we met. You know, and there's actually there's a lot more background to that. Of, um, of course, because guys, we don't ever get this right. Exactly. <laughs> we, we don't even get like a quarter of the story. Annie, fill us in. Sure. Um, so before I actually interviewed John Paul, I was praying a holy hour every morning in the chapel at the Newman Center. And so every morning I was praying and I had heard a lot of women in the dorm. It was a Catholic dorm that I was living in. I had heard that they were praying the Saint Anne Novena to meet a husband. And um, I learned about one girl who met her future husband doing it. I'd never heard of novenas before. But I figured I'd give it a try. <laughs> no wonder you have such an affinity for these things. Exactly. And so <laughs> during my holy hour, I was praying the Saint and Novena. And every morning when I'd walk out of the chapel, I remember seeing a man sitting in the very back of it praying as well. And I thought to myself, you know, I would like to meet somebody like that who's starting their morning off in prayer. This is the kind of future husband I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And just a few weeks later, when I set up this interview, I noticed that John Paul was the man who had been sitting in the back of the chapel all along. Um, So I kind of, I love that part of the story. I see God's hand in it, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now... You you've met through this interview this uh, that that had to be heavily edited, which uh, uh, you know that's I, I get that I do understand that that can be that can be a challenge sometime if you get a a non talkative unresponsive guest. <laughs> uh, thankfully, thankfully you are not those people. Uh, but so now you've you've got this this picture in your mind. You somehow get to the place where you start conversing on a more regular level. Who came up with the idea for PrayMoreNovenas.com? Well, so basically what happened is Annie, um, again, wanted to pray another novena, which was actually uh, the Immaculate Conception novena, which is our next novena we're doing through Pray More Novenas. And um, so at at that point, we were dating, and she asked me to pray the novena with her. And uh, my experience of novenas in the past had been not the greatest. I had basically, uh, you know, started a novena and then would forget after Mm -hmm. a couple days and fall off the wagon. And um, usually by the end, the Catholic guilt had kicked in and I was just kind of feeling bad about the whole situation. So you pray a whole novena in a single day because you got to catch up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and so I actually ended up turning her down. I said, you know, <laughs> no thanks. I'm not really that interested in that. And uh, she was disappointed. She's, um, she's having to rethink the whole relationship now. Yeah. She thought yeah. she thought that you were that man of prayer, and now you're like, no, I don't want to. That's a silly thing. I don't want to do a novena. Right. Right. So eventually, after after that, the novena, you know, went on. We we didn't end up praying it, but I was thinking. You know, I really, you know, my lack of discipline really isn't a great reason to to not pray with who could be my future wife, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just, I kind of just looked at my life and realized, you know, I check my email all day, every day. And, but for some reason, I can't remember to pray each day of the, the novena. So I kind of put those two things together and thought, well, I'll, I'm sure other people have the same problem. I'll create a email service that sends out 
uh, the prayers on the right day. So, you know, if you're checking your email, you can't forget. And apparently 300,000 people agree with you. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> now, so what's most interesting to me is that she, you, you were dating here at the beginning, and, and she gave you this idea uh, kind of in a, in a backhanded way because you needed the help. Uh, but it took you two years to figure out that you should be married. This is what's really interesting to me. So <laughs> which novena was it that finally sealed the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think it was really a novena for, for that. Uh, I, you know, it was just the, the time of discernment. Um, that was, that first novena was really at the beginning of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had, we had just pretty much started dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're talking with John Paul and Annie Deddens. They are behind the, the praymorenovenas.com. You want to pray in community? Well, they've got a way for you to do that. Uh, and if you're not very disciplined, if you have a hard time remembering, don't worry. They send it straight to your inbox. But they also have this Pray More Retreat. We talked about that in the very first segment. Uh, six speakers, 20 sessions, all laid out, sent to your inbox so that you can easily do this, right? Uh, I'm going to be signing up for this. Kristen, my wife, she's going to sign up for this because, uh, you know, we, we have six kids. And it's really hard to get away and to, to invest in your spiritual development and spiritual growth uh, in a way that is conducive with the schedule, right? Uh, and so this is an easy way to accomplish that. It's an easy way to you know, we get we, we make it to Mass once a week. We try to make it to daily Mass every once in a while, but it can be hard to shuffle your schedule to focus on those things that will provide you with spiritual benefit. And uh, we, we, try to pro we tend to prioritize those things that are physically necessary. And sometimes we miss out on those things that are spiritually necessary. So I encourage you, I really do, I encourage you, uh, sign up for this. Be a part of this. Be a part of this in community. If you can't afford it, don't worry. They've made a way for you to do that. If you can afford it, then by all means, support the work that they're doing uh, and help them continue on to keep doing this work. Uh, over at PrayMoreRetreat.com. Go sign up today. Everything starts up on Monday. Uh, it's self-paced, so if you if you forget it, don't worry. You can get into it further into Advent. But why why cram? Why cram? Just go ahead right now. Go over uh, to PrayMoreRetreat.com and sign up for this this great event. So, uh, John Paul and Annie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting us. We, we had a good time. Yeah, it was great. So I want to know now, what are, your, what are your Advent practices? Do you have something that you generally do year after year to help you prepare for the coming of Christ? Uh, certainly sign up for this retreat this year, but what are some other things that you do? Come over to social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, the handle is at outside the walls. And and fill me in. Let me know and let uh, the other listeners here know what it is that you do that really sets this part of your year apart. Uh, we've been talking with John Paul and Annie Deddens. Of course, you can find them over at PrayMoreNovenas.com, PrayMoreRetreat.com. You can find me over at OutsideTheWalls.com. Find all our archives, all our social media, and much more. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Glad you're here. So, uh, Advent is the new year for the for the church. It's the liturgical new year. We start our year over uh, with preparation for the coming of Christ. We do. So that means that today is the last day of the year, and tomorrow is the first day of the year. See, it's funny how that works. Uh, But the things that the church gives us today uh, are very, very telling. We're not going to get into Advent with our readings, because I think that the readings for the last day of the year are just that important. They are. They are just that important for us to hear what the church offers us as we prepare for Advent right? So we prepare for the preparation, because Advent is the preparation for the coming of Christ. So this is the preparation for the preparation of the coming of Christ. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to look at today's gospel. It's short. Uh, and then we're going to look at uh, a homily from St. Augustine, and it's not short. But before we get into those readings, I want to talk to you about the benefits to you this holiday season of becoming a friend of the show. Uh, I am just primed and ready to give away gifts. Uh, I've got lots of books to give away from quality Catholic publishers. I also uh, am going to be doing a lot of little tidbits here and there. We're probably going to do some videos with my children of uh, singing some Christmas carols or some Advent hymns. You're going to get to be a part of, of our Advent evening and see what that looks like uh, as, we, as we take our children through basically our, uh, the, the Advent readings with the candles. You get to see the, the little amazed looks on their faces as they get to blow out the candles, that kind of thing. Uh, I'll also have, uh, you know, you got the books. We've got the, the special content. Special. I'll do uh, quite a bit of writing for the people who are friends of the show in addition to my Pathios blog. Uh, just in that section on OutsideTheWalls.com designated for uh, my friends of the show. So I encourage you for as little as $10 a month, or if you if you want to do a one-time gift, if you want to uh, maybe just buy a month and see what it's about, uh, go over, sign up for a friend of the show, see what it's about, uh, participate with us during this Advent season, and it will be greatly, greatly appreciated as you support the work that we do and keep this show on the air. So uh, let's get now back to our our readings, because here we are, we're at the end of the year, and the church wants to tell us uh, what it means to come into Advent. Basically, that's what they're doing. They're saying, hey, uh, you're, you're really in a season where you need to pay attention to turning your attention to Christ. So the reading for today, today's gospel, is this. It's out of the gospel of Luke. And Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to you and me as we come to the end of the year, Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life. And that day catch you by surprise like a trap. What's that day? That day catch you. What's that day? Anytime we talk about the day or that day, it's the day of judgment in Scripture. So, Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. So here we are. 
as we're coming to Christmas, we're about to have those feasts. We definitely are experiencing the anxieties of daily life. He's saying, don't lose sight of the eternal. Don't lose sight of the fact that one day we have to stand before God. And don't let these things that are difficult now drag you away from those things that are truly important eternally. Don't be so uh, deadened and desensitized by drunkenness and anxieties of daily life and carousing that we miss out on what's eternally important. And uh, this message is, to some extent, echoed by, by St. Augustine. He takes it a little bit further, though. He says this, uh, Let us sing Alleluia here on earth while we still live in anxiety, so that we may sing it one day in heaven in full security. Why do we live in anxiety? Can you expect me not to feel anxious when I read, Is not man's life on earth a time of trial? Can you expect me to not feel anxious when the words still ringing in my ears? Watch and pray that you will not be put to the test. Can you expect me not to feel anxious when there are so many temptations here below that prayer itself reminds us of them when we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us? Every day we make our petitions. Every day we sin. Do you want me to feel secure when I am daily asking pardon for my sins and requesting help in time of trial? Because of my past sins, I pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then because of the perils still before me, I immediately go on to add, lead us not into temptation. How can all be well with people who are crying out with me, deliver us from evil? And yet, Brothers, while we are still in the midst of this evil, let us sing Alleluia to the good God who delivers us from evil. Even here amidst the trials and temptations, let us, let all men, sing Alleluia. God is faithful, says Holy Scripture, and he will not allow you to be tried beyond your strength. So let us sing Alleluia even here on earth. Man is still a debtor, but God is faithful. Scripture does not say that he will not allow you to be tried but that he will not allow you to be tried beyond your strength. Whatever the trial, he will see you through it safely, and so enable you to endure. You have entered upon a time of trial, but you will come to no harm. God's help will bring you through it safely. You were like a piece of pottery shaped by instruction, fired by tribulation. When you were put into the oven, therefore, keep your thoughts on the time when you will be taken out again. For God is faithful, and he will guard you both, your going in and your coming out. But in the next life, when this body of ours has become immortal and incorruptible, then all trials will be over. Your body is indeed dead, and why? Because of sin. Nevertheless, your spirit lives because you have been justified. Are we to leave our dead bodies behind then? By no means. Listen to the words of Holy Scripture. If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells within you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your own mortal bodies. At present, your body receives its life from the soul, but then, then it will receive life from the spirit. Oh, the happiness of the heavenly Alleluia, sung in security, in fear of no adversity. We shall have no enemies in heaven. We shall never lose a friend. God's praises are sung both there and here, 
but here they are sung by those destined to die, there by those destined to live forever. Here they are sung in hope, there in hope's fulfillment. Here they are sung by wayfarers, there by those living in their own country. So then, my brothers, let us sing now, not in order to enjoy a life of leisure, but in order to lighten our labors. You should sing as wayfarers do. Sing, but continue your journey. Do not be lazy, but sing to make your journey more enjoyable. Sing, but keep going. What do I mean by keep going? Keep on making progress. This progress, however, must be in virtue. For there are some, the Apostle warns, whose only progress is in vice. If you make progress, you will be continuing your journey. But be sure that your progress is in virtue, true faith, and right living. Sing then, but keep going. That homily comes from St. Augustine, and it's a good reminder for us. Rejoice, have parties, sing, have fun, sing, but keep going. Don't neglect the spiritual development of our life as we enjoy those things that are given to us here for enjoyment, right? Go, feast, uh, eat till your heart's content, eat all the Christmas candy you want in moderation. Uh, do those things, but but progress. Uh, I think this, uh, this, this PrayMoreRetreat.com is going to be a great opportunity for you and for me uh, to spend time as we are in this season of rejoicing to sing, but also keep going, keep doing things that that uh, will make strong uh, progress in our spiritual lives. Uh, these things are for us, I think, essential. I think it's essential that we don't get so caught up in politics, so caught up in uh, conversations in Facebook, so caught up in arguments, so caught up in family strife, that we quit making real progress in the Spirit. How do we do that? I think a part of it's just realizing uh, that it's easy to do. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get caught up. If we stay aware of the fact that, hey, everything's not right with the world, Every Christ is, is coming, Christ has already come, but yet we're missing something. We're missing the fullness of God's kingdom, and I'm supposed to be aware of that, and I'm supposed to help that kingdom come. That's quite a task. So, don't get discouraged by it. Sing. Sing. Do. And for me, I actually like singing, so that works. Go to karaoke, right? That, if the, maybe that's what St. Augustine is saying. Sing. Do those things that lighten your load, but keep progressing. Spend this season of Advent as we prepare for Christmas, making yourself aware of what you need to do to strengthen your spiritual life. What's the? Don't even worry about the end journey. What's the next step that you and I need to take? Go to PrayMoreRetreat.com, sign up for that, and maybe, maybe they can help us determine that next step. That's all the time we have for this week. Find us over at OutsideTheWalls.com on Facebook, Facebook.com slash StepOutsideTheWalls and Twitter the handles at OutsideTheWalls. Outside the Walls is a co-production of Breadbox Media and St. Michael Radio, heard around the world on live streaming, terrestrial radio, and podcast. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.